RDTDaily.com presents a Tara Buster with comedian Tara Devlin. What's up? Let's see. Is everything working? All right. Yeah. Sorry I'm late. I Not only was I going to be late to begin with, but then when I tried to start the show, the internet went out. I had no, I had no signal. So I had to panic and then reboot the entire system. And luckily that worked. Otherwise I was going to have to cancel the show, but we weren't going to fall in for cancel culture this time with the internet trying to cancel us. Oh, if I never hear that statement again, cancel culture, of course, it'll be too soon. But don't worry, uh, that's all Republicans got. My name is Tara Devlin. Thank you for hanging out. We meet here on Saturday evenings, usually. Well, we, had, we used to have a time, 6 to 8 p.m. Now it's a little later, 8 p.m., 8-ish around, 8.30-ish. So I guess that's the freedom of doing a podcast, but it's also the result of not having enough patrons, blah, blah, blah. I mean, whatever. We have patrons, but we need about a thousand more patrons. Then we'll, we'll have a daily show at a set time. So please become a patron. Do that, all that stuff. I hate having to repeat myself. Yes, I know, whatever. Um, you're being pulled in all different directions and it's a shitty time. This is a very difficult time for people. So if you can become a patron, please do. If you're, if you can't, don't feel bad. It sucks. I know, uh, be you, there are other things you can do to support the show. You can share the show with your friends. Well, that's what Greg does when he goes on other chat rooms for other shows Tom Hartman Randy Rhodes he'll he'll plug this show and in fact we've met some uh, people from who came here from the Randy Rhodes show so th thank you keep it up that's how it works we stick together we win I can't do it alone and who who the hell would want to do it alone that's another thing even if we could do it alone that's not the way people are made. If anything, this past year tells us is that we're interdependent. If having this this pandemic, uh, somebody, it started with one, I don't I was going to go into an anti-meat, anti-eating animals rant, but I won't. Um, but somebody caught the virus, one person started, and then... It went and traveled around the whole world. If that doesn't tell us how connected we are, then you, well, then you probably are a Republican. And how we need each other. We are in this together. And the isolation that people feel during the pandemic, um, one, one good thing is that we have the internet and, the, and Zoom and all that. So we can keep in touch and somewhat. Could you imagine how much worse it would be if we didn't have that? And we didn't have the Tarabuster show? My God. This is unapologetic liberal talk. All right. Become a subscriber, whatever the hell you have to do. Become a patron at patreon.com slash and Then also we're on Rockfin. Make sure you subscribe to Rockfin. 
um, just subscribe let the, to let uh, them know that you're watching the feed. What else? Uh, I'm sorry. I know. We'll get into it. Oh, my God. I'm exhausted. And we're going to lose another hour of sleep tonight. That's okay. If I'll, I enjoy the sun not going down early. It makes me less depressed. So I appreciate that. But sleeping makes me happy, too. But whatever. I'll sleep when I'm... Well, I'll be sleeping a long time eventually that's what i tell myself when i'm exhausted so what else we're on fyi nation we're on verdant square radio which is another independent liberal station so with uh, with original programming like this what else and progressive voices all right whatever i'm sick of it i'm tired of talking about it Become a patron. That's it. All right, guys, 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 guys. Let's get into what we're really here to do, which is, I mean, what are we here to do? What's, of course, we like to get together with normal people, fellow normal people, like-minded individuals, real rugged individuals. <laughs> that whole rugged individual. Come on. Of course, we're rugged individuals because we know that we're in this together. That's what it means to be, um, you know, a rugged individual, being somebody who's got the courage to ask for help when needed. That's another thing that def differentiates normal people from conservatives. You know, do, do have you realized that you probably have, but everything about the conservative ideology, what, everything that they're peddling is bullshit. It's based on BS and, and fantasy about stuff that they, they believe themselves to be. When, and they're not. They're not courageous. They're not individuals. There's not, I mean, in fact, they're more like the Borg. Did you see that Capitol riot? Yeah. That's what they look like. Resistance is futile. Forget it. They, they, it looks like a, like a freak show. Individual, they're all wearing the same stupid hat. They're wearing those stupid flag, those oversized flags. What are you compensating for with your oversized flags? It's the, the, is it, could it be the fact that your, your cult leader, your con man, it has a, as Stormy Daniels says, has a smaller than an average, um, I don't know, opinion. That's what she said. I don't know. What do I know about, oh, all I do know about Trump's sex life is that he's bad in bed. I am sure. I, I will take that bet any day. You know he sucks in bed. You know it. Stormy Daniels reported it. I, she has the experience to know. It was, what, how did she describe it? Uh, underwhelming? Of course. Isn't that the whole Trump experience? And it really is the experience of what it feels like sharing the country with morons. A bunch of, uh, of the same morons who forget if you want to be a rugged individual they're not rugged individuals just try being a rugged individual you know who's rugged and in individual um 
our friend Robin Kincaid. She's a rugged individual, somebody who has the courage to live after all the years living her life, deciding finally to take that leap to live her authentic life. Robin Kincaid is uh, going through the, I, I guess, transition. I'm not sure what the words are, but um, born male, going into uh, now, you know, a few decades on the planet, but knowing that, hey, we're only, we only have today. We're only guaranteed today. So when I see that, I have to tell you, when, uh, that kind of courage, that really inspires me. Because I have my days wondering what's the point. But then I think about Robin Kincaid and the process that she's going through after all these years, having the courage, especially publicly, on her talk show, on Head On Radio Network, to do that, to finally say, F it. Now, you couldn't find a Republican that could come anywhere near that kind of courage. And why is it courageous? It shouldn't really have to take all that much courage. You know what I mean? To be yourself. So who cares if somebody somebody says, you know what? Finally, I'm, I, I, I'm coming out I'm as trans. And I know, I've known now a few people, my niece, who I'm not sure, I mean, she, my niece came out as non-binary, so I don't really know what to call them. You know what I mean? Uh, that's, I guess I'll have to ask them. And uh, as far as niece or nephew now, what do you call somebody? Who's non-binary? Well, we'll see. Maybe the maybe they are. It's sort of like a more uh, a less. What's the word? It's sort of like when I first came out, I was, I came out as bisexual, you know, because I figured being half a dyke was more acceptable somehow. So we'll see. And another friend of mine who I knew knew for no for many years is just turned fifty and decided not decided, but came out as trans after 50 years. Good for her. That's inspiring to me. I'll be right back. Yes, this is Tara Devlin. And yes, Gypsy Queen on the chat. Isn't Caitlyn Jenner a Tea Party Liberty? Yeah. Caitlyn Jenner is, is a moron. Just because somebody's trans, just like gays, there are log cabin Republicans, there are, there's morons of all stripes. It doesn't, that confuses me more, really. Because the thing that, that, re, that doesn't matter in anybody else's process, whatever it might be, whatever their process might be, is somebody who says, well, I just don't understand. Well, who cares whether you understand or not? That's their life. It's somebody else's life. Either be encouraging or shut your f trap. Shut your stupid trap if you don't. And ask questions if you must. Right? But. Right? Right, Ray Ray? Can you hear him? So, 
whatever. That's what, when I think about, see, the reason I'm thinking about this, we were talking about uh, trans rights the other day, but I'm, I'm thinking about it more and more because now you see the, what the Republicans are doing all over the country. They're not, they're proving themselves to be useless. Of course, this is what they do. But they're legislating against transgendered human beings, our trans fellow Americans. And it's sickening. Exactly. Lee in New York City says, I can respect you without understanding. Exactly. Just, yes, congratulations. If, it's a, if this, is, this is somebody else's life, it's not yours. What does it matter? That's what I remember growing up and being in the closet myself as gay. And uh, people said, I just don't understand. Well, and I would chime in too because I didn't want them to get a clue that I was actually gay myself. I mean, my, my process of coming out was, I didn't come out until I was like 25. But I, was, I had a difficult life in general you know I was a drug addict and all that too but I think a lot of my drug addiction had to do with not that it was I it did it runs in my family so I was genetically loaded in that sense but the sitting in church listening to the priest say that I was going to hell not me personally but gays were going it's traumatizing so this whole country, um, part of the reason to do the show and connect with like-minded, normal people is to finally make it acceptable, I suppose. It, it is acceptable to our circle, but make it more broadly acceptable to be a human being, to be somebody that needs help now and then, that it's not, things aren't mocked. Everything is mocked with these Republicans. Everything is a, uh, a show. How strong they are. The, the, the bullshit show of the bravado is sickening. But you notice how when they get, when they get what's, when they get the justice they deserve, then they start whining like, uh, like little baby piglets. No offense to baby piglets, because they're underneath it all. They're um, they're not they're just like you and me. They're just human beings. Well, they're not just like you and me because we're not stupid enough to fall for a con man and and their grift. But they are getting other things out of the grift, and one of that one of the things they get out of it is they get the validation of their racism, which allows them to, uh, and, and that really too, again is another uh, of pain avoidance. In uh, it just dawned on me because this is what happens in my therapist. My ther therapist office. We as we're processing it, but it really is. It's a they're racist, right? So we. It's not just us saying it. They there's studies that show, yes, the economically um, disadvantage, not disadvantage or uh, anxious. That one of the excuses that were used for these the for the Trump Trumpanzees in particular, but 
it's more than that. It's scratching the surface. It, it is racism. They are racist. And we know that. Republicans, uh, they, they forget the dog whistle. They, they're standing in the middle of the stage screaming at the top of their lungs. You don't need um, to decipher it or read between the lines like Lee Atwater spoke about how you say forced busing used to say n-word 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 now you say forced busing or taxes and the bottom line is blacks get hurt worse and this is what he said but it but thinking about if somebody's racist and they're in their racist community and so here come the normal people right in media in uh whatever it might be uh corporate media yeah, on in Hollywood, the Hollywood liberals, TV shows they're watching and whatnot. And the message that is getting across, it's no longer leave it to beaver bullshit where everyone is in their hierarchy and th there are no black people anywhere and no gay people. Every, everybody who's not white is symbolically annihilated. So they're in the, their bullshit constructed reality but here comes liberals and people saying you know what we're not we're not taking the bullshit anymore we're going to speak up for ourselves we we're going to point out your your unconscious bias and your conscious bias and that's when these conservatives because it really is about pain avoidance as well like a child they re recoil from it because growing takes work. You, uh, it's uncomfortable. You have to look at yourself. You also have to own your part, right? You have to pay. Hey, say to my, say to yourself, "Wow, am I really racist? How does this affect somebody else?" I'm really sorry. Maybe it causes you pain to think that you are, are unconsciously causing somebody else pain, or probably not if you're a Republican. But so I guess it's, it is, again, it proves what I always say, how conservatives are fundamentally emotionally stunted and emotionally immature and incapable of functioning in a free democratic society because it's like that's another trait of an infant they that's what that what that and that's what motivates uh children right teenagers pain avoidance uh, we all do it but when you're an adult there are things that you have to do that you uh they call it that's why they call it adulting where well, you don't really want to do it but you do it because it's part of the it's the whole experience of being an, an adult. Some of the things you have to do is, um, is painful. You don't like, like I didn't like bringing my cat to, to the vet to be euthanized. You know, not, not, any, not any of these cats now, but I've had to go through that. Bringing animals that were too sick and, uh, you know, their last day. I, it's a nightmare. It's a horror. It's traumatizing, but that's adulting. You take them for all, everything, good and bad, and that's one of the worst parts of having pets. But, I'll be right back, hold on. 
but I also, but as far as the, um, you know, I don't even, why am I talking about this? It's going to make me cry. But as far as putting an animal to sleep, I also think about how, well, this is just for people who say, this is why I don't want animals, but animals teach us so much. One of the things I this is how I turn lemonade out of those lemons of watching your animal get old and and then eventually having to uh, euthanize them if they get too sick or whatever is uh, that they teach us how everything is temporary and how we um, you know everything's on loan everything is on loan everything our youth, our health, our our life itself is on loan. So we really have to take good care of it and appreciate it. Well, and which is why we want to leave this earth better better than we found it. But I guess also now that I'm thinking about this, damn, I got to write a book. I need to get a PhD so I can have some, or maybe co-author with a PhD, because I really can. I'm not even kidding. When I say I study Trump and Z's like Jane Goodall studied the apes, I really do. It feels that way. <laughs> I really, it's true. They're, so they're, um, the fundamental immaturity, the, oh, what was I going to say? Oh, so that, thinking about one day at a time and that how we're here, um, only we're here temporarily and there therefore you want to leave leave um the place better than you found it or whatever but as far as republicans will in their in their world view not only are they the center of the universe but they they won't they're going to have a mansion in heaven so they're going to why even bother why bother taking care of today? Because tomorrow you're going to be hanging out with uh, Jesus in a mansion. So, oh my goodness. My goodness. All right. Thank you, Haiku, for your super chats. Thank you, Richard W., for your super chat. And Jim, for your super chat. And Richard W. says, hi, Tara. I say hi. Hi back. Hi, hi, hi. How you doing? How you doing there? All right. There's a few things I wanted to... What was I talking about? Who the hell knows? Sometimes I, I plan something out, and then the show starts, and it's like a whole other thing starts happening. Okay. Well, I want, what I really wanted to talk about was what I was thinking when I was gathering all my my articles and whatnot, is and this, the theme that was point really popping out at me well, uh, yet again was how useless Republicans are. And then following right after that is how uh, the tyranny of the minority. They are useless. We are in a um, very precarious time, as you guys know. Now, I keep hearing Joe Biden is channeling FDR. I'm happy. I'm very, not, I mean, as happy as I can be. Come on, come on, come on. But 
as far as Joe Biden, I'm pleasantly surprised so far, you know, that um, he does, he and Jen Psaki, they, they're not, they, they don't seem to be repeating Obama's mistakes, especially in regard to this uh, coronavirus rescue package. They're going out there and they're, uh, they're advertising, and that's what needs to happen. And they're also not buying into the uh, trickle-down bullshit. Could it be that the days of trickle-down are coming to an end? Now, we have a long way to go. Some people were criticizing me for calling the coronavirus package just a Band-Aid, but it, uh, it is. It's a Band-Aid. It's okay. It will cut child poverty in half or something. Is this what they're saying? Why is there child poverty in this country? Why can't we do the full shebang? Oh, right. It's maybe it's a down payment, but that's the way it has to be. We have uh, a broken system. The money in politics is the root of all evil here. So anything that happens, even if the scales tip a little bit in our direction, in the direction of the working class, it's it, it, it's going to be a Band-Aid unless it fixes the f- structural problem of money and politics, of the tax code in general. I'm glad to hear it's social we're getting in this coronavirus package it's great kids it's like social security for kids you get it that's great i don't have kids but i i'm not i'm not a republican i don't i'm not i realize that we are all interdependent so if everyone's doing well or better then we're all going to be doing better. If the bottom is doing better, then we're going to be doing better. All of us. Because we're in this together. But I'm, I don't know, maybe am I, is too pie in the sky? I guess under our system, it is too pie in the sky to think or to even dare to dream that you can, we wouldn't have poverty how about childhood poverty how about poverty all poverty why is there poverty in this country it's that's a choice and it's because of the broken system just we could choose just like other countries they choose the uh, the the you know all you got to do is look at pe- at the tax code of a country to see what their priorities are Switzerland, you know, when uh, our friend Sherry Sutton, we used to do the show, it sucks to be right with Sherry Sutton, but she lives in, in, um, in Switzerland. <clears throat> and she was saying, you have to work. Well, not just, it's not just an anecdotal thing. Uh, we know this for, we, they got the receipts. The, um, in Sweden, you have to work really hard. If you want to be homeless, you got to really want to be homeless. Like you got to be somebody who's like mentally, no, I want to live on the streets. 
So what is wrong with us? What, what's wrong with us is we're the least upwardly mobile country. We have money and policy. Well, that's not. The least upwardly mobile only came about in the last 40 years, which is what pisses me off. In my lifetime, born in Reaganomics, can I, uh, well, growing up in Reaganomics, could, can I dream, dare to dream that maybe one day I'll live long enough to see Reaganomics overturned? Reaganomics and Clintonomics. He couldn't, Reaganomics couldn't do it without, <laughs> I mean, Ronald Reagan couldn't do it without the help of Democrats. And it's happening again. Well, I I have, um, I do have, I was thinking about Joe Biden. I was thinking, well, it's probably good if he continues to be, to enact progressive legislation and continues to prove or show himself to be somebody who is aware that, um, of the mistakes of Barack Obama and is, and knows that history, I mean, he does seem to know that history is shining, will will shine its light on him, of course. And in history's light, do you want to be, uh, you want to be FDR? Or who, who you want to be? You want to be, I mean, I'm trying to think of somebody who's milquetoast. Who do you want to be? You want to be remembered like, of course, you want to be remembered like FDR. So what, it is definitely in his best interest to enact these progressive reforms and change this country. Uh, and of course, if he understands the, how, the urgency of shoring up the fissures of disunity and shoring up the the inequality, lessening the inequality to the point that another fascist never rises again. There's, it's not a coincidence that right now all over the country, Republicans, what are they doing? They're legislating against voting. They don't want people to vote. We've been saying this for years. It, they, the Republican Party is an anti-democratic, well, I, how I usually put it is greed-centered, anti-democratic death cult. Prove me wrong. I wish, I would love to be proven wrong, but I'm not wrong. Oh, here comes the music. Hold on. I gotta get a better camera. Hello, my name is Tara Devlin. Thanks for hanging out. All right, getting back to it. So, oh yeah, oh yeah, Richard W. on the chat. Instead of giving insurance companies free money with COBRA, they could have simply opened up Medicare for all. Exactly, and it could would have been cheaper. That's what pisses me off. So in this next coronavirus package, they're... Um, they're paying for COBRA premiums until September. And that's the first thing I, I thought of. Because I was like, well, there you go. That says it all. D will Joe Biden and, um, do something about health care? I mean, that's the way I was in my mind when I was thinking, 
well, maybe he wants to be remembered as FDR, then doesn't he want to be remembered as the person that ensured that no American will die needlessly without health care? As we have for 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 de- decades, generations? Yeah, that's what uh, pisses me off. Oh, it says it all. Now, thinking about the for-profit insurance racket, there, why are you subsidizing that disgusting for-profit insurance racket? And here's another reason why we do the show and why the liberal media is important, because I, you, you know how sick I was of hearing the corporate media pine or, or, tell, or put words in our mouths, I should say. Put words in the mouth of the working class saying, everyone loves their private health insurance. What are you going to do? You're going to eliminate private health insurance? And then it's repeated, and Twitler repeats it, and Joe Biden repeats it on the debate stage. No one will wants to remove private health insurance. Who, f- who the fuck ever said that private health insurance is a good thing? Private health insurance is the, a rapacious, unnecessary, greed-centered parasite that sits in your doctor's office with you, sucking on your miseries and thinking of ways to deny you care. So, congratulations. Giving the subsidies to the private health insurance racketeers, that says everything we need to know, that this is a corporate-owned, not democracy, it's a, it's a pantomime of democracy. Because, and I've said it for years, if we had, if, if, if there was no money in politics, if we got money out of politics, we would already have universal health care. And... Who, here's why we need to get this word out as far as the for-profit insurance racket. And uh, it's useless. We have to turn public opinion against the for-profit insurance racket. Instead of having corporate mouthpieces, millionaire corporate mouthpieces, pounded home all the time how much everybody loves their private insurance. I never met a person who loves their private insurance, especially a person who is informed, who's not an idiot. Private insurance. You'll hear the tw- the Trump Z's repeating the bullshit. Oh, oh, my private insurance. But scratch the surface. What do you love? They don't. It's not private insurance. People's people love why can't i talk it's not private insurance that people love people love going to the doctor that's what they like oh oh god every time i heard that everyone loves their private insurance you you're taking insurance away from millions of people by giving everybody insurance. This is why everybody in, nobody out, that is the only way. That's the only American way. And even with this this package, this coronavirus relief package, it's better. Yes. Democrats, as I've said all the time, Democrats won't leave you starving in the street. They're better. But 
um, we have a long way to go. If we have to fix this country, so why stop? Why are we stopping? I'm glad that the House Progressive Caucus, that the progressives are, the, are growing and they're finding their spine. No longer is the word liberal a dirty word. How dare they reclaim this goddamn word, reclaim progressives, reclaim the word socialist. You're damn right. Socialist security. That's why I call it that. Socialist Medicare. It starts by, by getting the message out and owning the message unapologetically. That's for sure. That's the only way. We are going to eventually get rid of this succubus of an institution. And you're right. Uh, um, on you know, as far as uh, Richard W. Uh, says about Cobra, I did you hear that at all on the corporate me- on corporate media mouthpieces? Did any of the corporate media mouthpieces say why? Why would we be giving all this money to the for-profit insurance? Why don't you just open up Medicare for all? You know why? Because. Once that's done, it can't be undone. Just like the Democrats are saying, well, the provisions in the bill expire, the Social Security for children, so to speak, Socialist Security for children expires. And um, the Democrats are saying, well, it's really hard to stop, to take something out of a bill once it's, well, uh, take a provision out of practice once it's, started and all the more reason um they're saying we can't do reconciliation you can only do it one more time for how long i don't know i have to look that up for this i think it's a maybe somebody on the chat can tell me because you can only do reconciliation twice is it twice a term or twice a year what is it i i don't remember but um, why not make that Medicare for open up Medicare, open it up, buy it in. That's it. It's already there. You got all of the provisions right there. The whole infrastructure is there. Open it up instead of over age 65, open it up to uh, age minus nine. And that's that. But there you go. The fact that they funneled more money into the arms of the rapacious, disgusting, greed-centered parasites who sit in your doctor's office sucking profit from your miseries instead of doing something, expanding Medicare for all. Says everything we need to know about how bought and paid for the system is. And this is why we're in this boat. They spend all this money to what? What does now? If think about um, a corporation, if uh, a, uh, a segment of the economy or the society, if there was a segment of the economy where thirty-five thousand Americans needlessly died every year, if there was, if it was the auto industry killing thirty-five thousand Americans needlessly every year. 
there would be commissions and it would be shut down immediately. But no, instead, the Democrats, you know, the, the FDR Democrats funnel money into the hands of these for-profit ghouls who do nothing. I mean, what did Obamacare do? One of Obamacare's provisions was that it, it limited how much profit they could take. So instead of whatever it was, 28%, they could take 18% or um, I, um, I think if I'm remembering it, it correctly, they capped the profit taking at 18%. And Obama, as if that's, that's 18% where Medicare has like a 5% overhead and you're talking about 18% profit. You know, instead of taking 28%, may 18%, where I think you're making a cushy living now. It's disgusting in general to think of uh, a racket that gets rich denying care, period. That's what they do. So not in any of the press conferences was were these Democrats asked why why are you uh, funneling money into a for-profit racket that kills 35,000 Americans needlessly every year, bankrupts millions? How many Americans have they killed? How many? Or how many wounded human beings have they left behind? Going bank... I just saw this uh, article, actually. Where was it? It was in the Sunday Times this of London. Wait, hold on, I'll find it. Well, let's... My name is Tara Devlin. Yeah, yeah. Where is it? Let me see if I can find this article. Somebody wrote... Uh, there was an article in the Sunday Times. Where the fuck is it? It's probably doesn't matter. <clears throat> Excuse me. Damn it. I am sorry. Let's see. Sunday time. Oh, uh, this woman wrote an article about how her husband has been, he's been in, in the hospital for a year with COVID. Sunday. Let's see. Year. Let me see. How can I look this up? Hospital. Year with COVID, maybe? Come on, come on. Hmm. Woman. Shit. That's why I say become a patron. Otherwise, you're just gonna deal with it. All right, whatever. I can't find it. This woman, but I remember reading it and thinking, should I put it aside? But I didn't. So... A woman wrote, because my, my initial response to when I read that was, and then I looked up and I said, you know, Sunday Times of the UK, I thought, oh, well, she's lucky. If you're, if that was somebody, if that was an American, forget it. They would be, they'd be bankrupt a year. Your husband in the hospital with COVID for a year. Now we know horror stories of people coming out of the hospital after a couple of months, 
with COVID and getting a million dollar bills. What kind of shit system is this? And that's the system. The uh, great society, uh, FDR style, Joe Biden and Democrats just sustained with a big handout. They're not helping the people. And, and you didn't hear any, any of the crack White House press corps, unless I missed it. None of them ans- asked those questions. And this is another, I need to write this down so I remember to do it. Because I w- was thinking to myself that I really need to, I need to call up Chuck Schumer. Not that it, whatever, like they're going to be like, oh, yes, Tara, right on it. But they need to hear from their constituents. What do you mean? Congratulations, you're helping people. You're not ha- if you, the people wouldn't need the help. You see, if we had Medicare for all, they wouldn't need. You know how much Cobra subsidies? Are? You know the subsidies. Forget the subsidies. You know much how much Cobra is? It's disgusting. It's more than I. I remember I tried to sign up for Cobra. I had every now and then because I work freelance, and then I'll get invited to join different health plans on uh, depending on who I'm working for and so sometimes I I used to be able to take cobra it's just too expensive you can't it the last time it was like $1200 for me alone a month who the hell has that kind of money not me so give me a break we're paying these rapacious ghouls that's, that have their hand out. That's all. They sit in a doctor's office with a classic middleman racket, grifters, just like any crime, crime syndicate, skimming off the top and f- f- fucking figuring out ways, excuse my, my language, to, to deny people health care. That's all they do. It's disgusting. That's right. Richard W., again, on the chat, writes, it's mind-boggling. The easiest way to fix our uninsured health care problem was to open up Medicare to everyone, and they didn't. That's right. Well, that goes to show you who, who do they dance with? The ones who brought them. The ones who brought them to the dance, and it ain't us. And as if the Republicans have their way, it's never going to be us because they're doing all that they can to stop people from voting. And in, I was thinking today, oh, this is what I do when I'm mulling my my existential crisis of the moment. And I'm thinking, Republicans, um, what we went through the past four years with Twitter, watching a government that does nothing but funnel money into the arms of the rich and cover its own ass and lie to the American people. Well, that's, we saw what it's like to live in an authoritarian country. That's it. That's what happens in an authoritarian country. And if they only do as much for the people as they can get away with, uh, that will stave off the revolution. They don't have they they don't have interest 
in helping the people they pretend to represent or they're not in government to to make it function they're in government so they could get their asses kissed so they can write the laws so they can grift they can write laws that rig the game in their favor that's it and that's what we witnessed when we see this pandemic we oh well it's a year now we have where the it was declared a pandemic what did twitler say it's going to disappear hardly anybody has it well first he said it's one person and it's disappearing and then all of his minions flew all over cor- uh, all over corporate media and their propaganda outlets to tell everybody how there's uh with they're working tirelessly day and night to to what we to kill 500,000 Americans and counting and sicken millions more for however long cuz now they that, that we know the, the some we know a little bit about covid we see some people are suffering with long term s- symptoms called long covid and it's coming out in all different ways it's not just attacking people's lungs it's attacking their brain some people are gonna get COVID and they will recover but they will never be the same again and they could be disabled for life from it and there's your for-profit health insurance racket there's your pre-existing condition god help us and God, uh, when I think about it more and more, the more I think about the Democrats patting themselves on the back, yes, but for that? For what? Filating the for-profit health insurance racket? Thank you for reminding me, Richard, on the chat, because I have to call Schumer and, well, AOC is my, my rep, but Schumer, Gillibrand, and AOC, and not that they're going to be like, yes, milady, milady Tara. No, they won't. But if they hear from more of us, maybe they will. Maybe they'll stop and pause before they get down and fillet the for-profit health insurance ra- racket. But as far as uh, Schumer's concerned, maybe one day there'll be a different House and uh, I mean Senate leader, somebody more like. Uh, who along the lines of a real progressive not someone who plays one in the in the house uh, during a crisis they called chuck schumer the senator from from wall street for a reason so oh, well, we wouldn't have these problems if we didn't have money in politics that's it it's the root of all evil. That's why when we get together as a community and we form governments, we try to bring out the better in each other. And there are laws because human nature, we know human nature. We've seen human nature in action. Humans can be scummy. They can treat people like scum, like nothing. They're, they can be selfish and greedy. That's why you have to have laws to stop the abuse of power. But, and those laws need to be followed, and there needs to be uh, some kind, there has to be consequences for violating it. But you see, 
in regard to Twitler and the abuse of power that went on during his administration and all of the the deep state. You want to talk about deep state? Yeah, like my shirt available at the Tarabuster dot well, it's at tarabustermerch.com. Um then you want to talk about a deep state? This is what we're dealing with now because Republicans, well, we know how they are. They accuse the other of the very thing for which they are guilty. So, of course, when Twitler whined about the deep state, the deep state are bureaucrats, people who take an oath they all everybody who works for the federal government but for the most part um maybe i'm uh, maybe some don't but the take an oath to protect the constitution in some way or so what uh twitler has done and he was doing a lot of it on his way out the doors stuffing unqualified flunkies in positions of authority in the government now now we have a deep state. I'll be right back. All right. My name is Tara Devlin. Thanks for hanging out. This is unapologetic liberal talk for normal people who are capable of functioning in a free democratic society. So, oh boy. Yep, 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 yep. All right. Uh, what was I talking about? Let me see. Well, that's what we have to do. Okay. We have our marching orders in a way. This is good. I want to I want to report back whether you guys called your representative. This is what we have to do to put pressure. And it's also, I mean, talking about calling reps and telling them, uh, yeah, no thanks. Great that you gave COBRA subsidies to people. That's wonderful. But you're not helping us. You're, you're keeping a disgusting greed centered racket, racket, racket. That's it. In power. So, all right. Um, and also thinking about how the corporate media, no one pointed this out. They all said how monumental it was and included in the package will be a hundred percent coverage for Cobra for anyone who lost their employee employer sponsored health care. That's all they said. Oh, wonderful. Isn't that great? Well, you see how far we have to go? Sometimes I get hope. Now I'm, my hope is dashed in that sense. But, but sometimes I get hope because you see how people's minds are changing. Like 10, 15 years ago, I was calling the Bush administration. We were talking, I don't know, Mike Malloy, Robin Kincaid. We were talking about fascism coming to America. It's here. And now... Clearly, it can't be denied in what we just witnessed for the past four years. And and then I would hear even corporate media mouthpieces mentioning fascism, the authoritarian streak in the Republican Party. They don't really fully go there, but it's not an authoritarian streak. It's what they are. So...
Yeah. You want to talk about a deep state. This is what the Republicans have done. And what do you think? Amy Coney Barrett and Brett Kavanaugh and all the Republicans near Gorsuch. That's a deep state right there. Somebody who received fewer votes, who all of the Republicans combined, they don't represent a majority of the country. They are a minority. And in spite of the fact that the so-called president who squatted in the White House received fewer votes and all of the Senate, when the Senate was in the majority, they received fewer votes, but they were still in the majority and they represent a minority of people with a minority point of view. They're still, they still forced all of these unqualified flunkies onto the bench despite um, you know, by by hook and by crook, by Mitch McConnell's his grave digging of American democracy, as uh, the historian Christopher Browning calls him. So uh, right now, well, well, the other thing I was going to talk about was that a few things: the Republicans, not only with voting, but they're pushing through. All of, uh, of course, this is what they do because they have nothing else. Forget cancel culture. It's uh, the war against voting. That's the canceling, canceling votes. And they're also canceling women's autonomy, women's rights, um, women, women themselves, because they will kill more women with their anti-abortion bullshit. Now, the, the real thing, if you are really an anti-abortion advocate. You don't like abortion. Nobody, who the hell likes abortion? We, but you know what? Get your stinking, filthy, Republican nose out of people's business. I thought you were all about freedom and liberty. Well, what about the freedom for the unborn? That's not your business. And first of all, if you don't like abortion... Because who the hell does? Nobody likes it. It's not like, yay, I got a wee. It's time for an abortion. But if you don't like abortion, then why do Republican policies make so many of them? Another hypocritical Republican. That's who they are. If you don't like abortion, this is what I say to these Republicans when they come after me, and they do. They'll say, baby kill. What about all the babies? You don't like baby uh, baby killing or whatever they'll say. The, but they do. It's inevitable. They'll, they'll go, uh, and, well, they don't say anti-gay stuff as much anymore, but that's only because, like, it's not getting a, it doesn't have a, its own, it, the same kick that it used to have, but, um, so, but they, they talk about you're killing baby killing Democrat. They'll say, and I say, well, what's wrong with you? If you, if you are anti-abortion, then vote democratic because the abortion rates and this cannot be denied. This is another reason why Republicans say, well, they hate the truth because it has such a liberal bias. But the abortion rate goes down under 
democratic policies under reality-based family planning and uh, living wages. Uh, how about universal health care? All of these factors make the uh, abortion rate go down. You don't know why somebody has, has or wants to have an abortion. You don't know what's happening in people's lives. But if you don't like abortion, you want to make lay the groundwork in such a way that pe- makes it, it, you make it easy for people to, to, uh, to bring uh, their whatever, to have, to bring, how do you say this properly? I don't know. To bring a pregnancy to term. So that's what you do. They see Republicans, this is why they talk out of both sides of their ass. They love abortion. They they bathe in baby's blood. Please, they love it. You know why? Because they love fundraising and tickling the funny bones of the morons because they have nothing else. And I really wish, another reason why I wish the... Democratic Party would listen to this show and listen to me because that's all you have to say. What do you mean? Um, first of all, we need the Democrat, the real Democrats to adopt the unapologetic stance. Enough of this bullshit. Look at me. I'm shooting a gun. Look, I'm in a duck blind. Look at me. Uh, enough. Playing to the dum-dums, playing to the lowest common denominator. I'm exhausted. Look where it's gotten us. To a place where the majority can't save 400 freaking dollars. So, you failed there. So, stop. Be proud to, to eat arugula. Who cares what they say? If they attack you, that's a sign you're doing it correctly. And I'm Tara Devlin. And that's, this is how you have to respond to them. If they attack you, if Republicans attack you and call you a liberal, and you say, thank you for attacking me, because that means I'm doing it right. Excuse me, correctly. We don't do anything right, right? It sucks to be right. So, yeah, doing it correctly. And... If they say, you're pro, and I can't stand this whole pro-life meme, adopting the lingo. See, the the Republicans and the corporate media, too, they fall in line. Corporate media, all you got to do is say, liberal media, the charge is ridiculous. There is no liberal media. And the so-called liberal media, the corporate media, they trip over themselves to seem fair, and balance, I, both sides us to death. So enough, it's not working. It's not working for us. See, it didn't happen overnight, but slowly over the course of my lifetime, we, uh, the middle class went lower and lower and lower on the ladder. And that's by design. But um, for Democrats, if they have to argue with these Republicans, when they get up in a debate or whatever, and they say, oh, pro li- I'm pro-life, you want to kill bait, or whatever the hell they say, 
You say, what do you mean? I'm, I'm pro-life. You're, you're pro-birth. You, um, and here's the math to prove it, because abortion rates go up under Republican uh, policies. All their, their bullshit fantasy policies abstinence only anything that they do nothing they do is successful do you realize that because you know why because it's all a scam everything about it is a scam they can't come right out and say it they came close and they're coming close actually to coming right out and saying it that they are a greed center authoritarian death cult with twitler there's no ruse anymore. I mean, there's a little bit of a veneer, but they just come out and say it. You don't like democracy. At least then you could look yourselves in the mirror and stop and say, at least I'm not being hypocritical. In other countries, when they have a, um, a parliamentary system, you, you could have the fascists in your parliament but at least the fascists in like the Italian parliament or whatever, they have the courage to say, we're fascists, we're autocrats, we're this, we're that. Be who you are. It must, it's, that's why they're so angry and confused. The, the confusion makes them angry. Like a child, you know, it's like, bing, 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 bing. I can't put this peg in this square peg in the round hole. Bing, bing, bing. And then they just throw it. That's the way they are with democracy. That's what we saw when they stormed the Capitol. Democracy, it's not working out. Bing, bing, bing. Then they go running, storming the Capitol. Because everything they are is a scam. The whole thing is a scam. They never liked America. In fact, they're confused by America. They don't understand America. What are they talking about? They, they're not pro-life. They're pro-birth. They're pro-white birth. Please. They're pro-white, period. They're, they're throwbacks to times we, we thought we left in history's trash pile. But everything that they stand for is bullshit. They're so confused themselves. That they, I mean, the most honest thing they've done, frankly, is have a con man as a standard bearer. Because it said right there, look, we're a grift. This is nothing but a grift for the dupes. You want to, here, here's a flag, here's a hat, here's a made in China flag. You are patron, oh my God, thinking of... There's a couple of things. Oh, thank you, JD, for your super chat. Don't say grandma. I will say grandma. Actually, it's my grandma's birthday on March, what day? 18th? When is St. Patrick's Day? 17th, right? March. My nephew was born on St. Patrick's Day. Let's see. St. Patrick's day March 17th and my grandmother was born on March 18th because I remember when my sister was pregnant with my nephew Ryan who's my first nephew 
He's a great kid, great man now. Um, my father was, my sister was actually late. She was really, she was giant, as giant as a house and tired of being pregnant. I remember her crying, going, I just want to get this thing out of me. She was bloated. Her feet looked like, it's like she was wearing, I don't know what. She, she looked, she didn't, she looked uh, uncomfortable. And anyway, my father was like, oh, uh, poor thing, whatever, trying to give her sympathy. And then he turned around to me, he goes, just hold on to St. Patty's Day. And she did. That's how much my sister really uh, had wanted to, I guess, uh, prove to my father that she loved him. I don't know. She has whatever. All right. Uh, guys, guys, thank you, Errol, for your super chat. Any reason why Republic clowns are still too dumb to know that they've been duped by the most dumbest reality TV star? Exactly. There's, I guess it's like them, I'm trying to think, how, how, why? Don't, the ones who knew, they've already, they've already uh, turned in their Republican card or whatever they get when they join the cult. But the ones now, I think these, these are the real dead enders that have to like the the one the, the uh, Jacob Chainsley whatever the hell his name is the the fake shaman the asshole uh he said that he was doing it out of love how he he did nothing wrong or whatever they must uh, it it goes to show you that denial i don't know why but what what are they getting out of it cuz i'm thinking about denial I know why, as somebody in recovery from addiction, I know why, um, I know denial. And I know the other side of denial. And then I know looking back and saying to myself, oh my God, I can't believe how I used to think, you know. But then there's a time where you're not in denial anymore. You're aware that everything is is unmanageable and it's your and it's your addiction that's doing it to you. And, but you still continue and that's a form of denial as well, but it's all, it's not unconscious denial. It's sort of like a conscious choice to be in denial. And I, I wonder which it is for them. Can they truly, do they really think, I mean, uh, first of all, do they really think I know I didn't finish my sentence. Do they really think he's somebody who gives a shit about them, who was working for America, who had the best interest of America at heart? Are you kidding me? This is somebody who is a lie. I mean, there's a long history. This is a 70 something year old grifter. We have a very long history of his antics and his crimes. It's fascinating, but that's what's so bizarre. The other thing that's annoying to me, speaking of, I mean, we're talking about the media too, is that this, the, this is how we will know where the country's on the right track. 
if, if and when the media itself, the corporate media, not me, I'm the real liberal media. This is the real media, but the corporate media, if they start treating the Trumpanzees as the buffoons that they are. See, all of this could have played out in so many different ways. And it would have been helpful if the media, if corporate media didn't have such a vested interest in, in, in being useless and pretending they're uh, fair and balanced, that they have to show both sides. There is nothing fair and balanced about simply showing both sides of a situation. One side might be totally full of shit. You see, the truth, there is no both sides to the truth. So there is no um, both sides to Trump is a con man. That's the truth. What's the other side? He's a successful businessman? Well, we beg to differ. He's a good grifter. I'll give him that. He's a good con artist. Probably the most successful con artist in a while. So, my name is Tara Devlin. Yeah, that's right. This is Unapologetic Liberal Talk. On the right side of history, decency, dignity, democracy. It's a lot. I know. Oh, look at you. Thank you. for. I'm looking at Rockfin. Former VP Biden is on Rockfin. Hello. Uh, thank you for your tip, former VP Biden. <laughs> I really appreciate it. <laughs> it was very nice of you. And nice to meet you. Former VP Biden. That's R-O-K-F-I-N dot com. You can join Rockfin and get exclusive access to lots of other liberal talk shows. Lee Camp, Jimmy Dore. I don't know if he's considered a liberal. I don't know. Graham Elwood. Ron Placone. Good friend. We should get Ron back on the show. I think I'll have to ask him to come back on the show soon. What was I saying? All right. Thank you. Thank you again, former VP Biden. I appreciate it, man. I appreciate it. You're the best. And I hope that you invite more people into the Rockfin world. Oh, and thank you. And hello, Matthew. I see. Oh, wow. Former VP Biden. Another tip. Thank you. You people like you. Keep it going. Keep the real liberal media going. Thank you. And tell your friends. But, yes, any reason why the Republic clowns are too dumb to know that they've been duped by the most dumbest reality TV star, Errol Thomas asks. asks um, that's probably a sense, that's their denial? I don't know. But what I was saying is that, and this is... Prove me wrong, though. When the corporate media starts treating them with with the uh, division, not division, what's the, treating them as the buffoons that they are, with re- reviling them. One of the reasons why I used to, when Twitler was the president, despite receiving fewer votes, 
And it would really get on my nerves when he would walk in a room and people would play hail to the chief and everybody would have to pretend that this guy is worthy of being the president. Oh, because they voted for him? No. And this is another reason why I, I, uh, well, he received fewer votes, but this is another reason why I wish the Democrats would listen to the damn show, listen to this show. We can give them some good tips on how to frame an issue, how to brand things, how to, uh, I mean, unapologetically appeal to people. That's what people want. They want people who know what the F they're doing, who are certain. This is why Bernie Sanders remains uh, a progressive leader. I mean, Bernie Sanders is ahead of his time and always was, but got overwhelmingly elected in Vermont, which is not a liberal bastion because he is open and honest and unapologetically so, and he's able to express that to people. They want to know that you're sincere and you're not, you're not, uh, you're not lying to them. But I wish, this is why I wish the Democrats would listen to the show, because that's how we have to, I mean, propose our policies without apology, because they're correct. We have the answers here. It's just, please, you know what? Uh, uh, if you want to uh, just be generous or gracious to the Republicans, tell them, okay, uh, give us a couple of, just give us some, um, give us three, four years. Give us Joe Biden's tenure and, uh, Let's get that that top marginal tax rate up to 90%. Let's get the unionized workforce back to 35%. Let's have those tax and trade and tariff laws that we had under the great prosperity. And, you know, we'll see what happens. Let's give the American people, let's mandate a living wage. Living wages, pensions retirement security. Yeah, let's do all of that. Give us four years. And if it doesn't work, we can go back to being trickled upon. How about that? I mean, I think no matter what happens, the the 1% is going to be fine considering they're, they funneled, what, another trillion into their pocket? Was it billions or trillions now that... There's so many, there's so much big money floating around at the top. It's always billions or trillions. Millions are nothing. That's for, that's chump change. Is it billions or trillions? Let me see. I can't remember. Rich got richer in the pandemic. How much? World richest became wealthier during the pandemic. Yes, yes, yes. This is from NBC. Two billionaires, like many of the world's richest people, have become even wealthier since the coronavirus struck, according to a report released on Monday by Oxfam. This is in January. Their experience contrasted sharply with those of the less fortunate who have 
hit on hard times and whose recovery from the pandemic could take over a decade, according to the report. According to Oxfam, the world's 10 richest billionaires, which include Bezos, Microsoft's Bill Gates, and LVH, what is this? LVMH, Luxury Group CEO Bernard Arnault, have collectively seen their wealth grow by, oh, it's only $540 billion over this period. Unreal. I thought it might have been trillions. Who knows? No, that's Bezos. Bezos is going to be the world's first trillionaire because he came up with a bookstore online. Doesn't that deserve to be the richest person on earth who gets to lord over the rest of us while the American people work their three uniquely American low-paying jobs to not save $400, not have sick leave, not have health care, and never retire? Yeah, that seems pretty sane. Almost as sane as playing hail to the chief when a con man who received fewer votes walks into the room. Only three of the 50 richest billionaires in the world saw their fortunes shrink. I remember the financial crisis and I was surprised at how fast billionaires' fortunes bounced back, says Max Lawson, the head of inequality policy at Oxfam. Then it took four to five years, but that pales in significance to the coronavirus because they bounced back in just not nine months. None of us expected that. The study was released on opening day of the World Economic Forum, the annual gathering of the world civic and business leaders, which is taking place online, whatever, rather than in Davos. This was in January. The conference will look at how the pandemic has reshaped society. Oh, thank you, my lords and my ladies. Thank you for the trickle, my lords. Oh, my God. There's a couple of things. What else? I, I Speaking of this, I just wanted to touch on, I wasn't really going to talk about it today, but why not since we're talking about it? Um, Amazon is, the workers at Amazon are trying to form a union. Of course. That's a good thing. But of course, nearly 25 years ago, hold on, stupid ads playing in my ear. Of course, Amazon is using some of that trillions and billions, whatever the hell. Maybe the the, uh, Jeff Bezos will have to not become a trillionaire. Uh, Maybe he'll have to wait a couple of days because they're taking their money, they're pouring money into misinformation, disinformation, anti-union bullshit propaganda. And of course they can get away with it. The United States in the U.S., in the time where the American people, um, well, white people, lived in a country where the middle class on the rise in the great prosperity we had 35 percent unionized workforce now it's around five or six percent that's by design that is because 
It's not a coincidence. Oh, shit. The show's over on Progressive Voices. Guys, 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 become a patron at patreon.com slash taradevin. Listen to the rest of the show at youtube.com or rockfin or, you know, we stick together. We win. It's not hard to find me. Remember, we're on the right side of history, decency, dignity, and democracy. My name is Tara Devlin. I'll see you soon. I should have stopped when I'm ahead. All right, we're back. That's only the Progressive Voices show is over. So, um, so what was I saying? Unions. All right, let's read this. The Amazon union election is unusual. Amazon's robust anti-union campaign is not. This is from the Huffington Post or HuffPo by Dave Jameson. He writes, the union election taking place at an Amazon warehouse in Alabama is exceptional in many ways. With nearly 6,000 workers, a victory for the union at this facility would mark the biggest win for organized labor in more than a decade. While creating the first unionized workforce among all of Amazon's sprawling U.S. operations, the election is more ordinary in one important respect, Amazon's aggressive anti-union campaign. See, they have all this money. Sort of like the health insurance racketeers have all this mad money that they can use to stir up bullshit about how everybody loves private health insurance and doesn't love go, uh, getting uh, everybody in. If everybody has health care, that means that something's being taken away from you. The center of the universe, you see, we're not all in this together. There's no e pluribus unum in a country where 35,000 Americans needlessly die. That makes me sick to even say that. But same thing with uh, Amazon and any uh, all this anti-union activity. This is nothing new. I mean, it's been going on since unions. One thing that's different... Well, it's been going on since the first Gilded Age. But one thing that is different, at least, you know, it was heartening to hear Joe Biden, his full-throated, unapologetic support for unions. That's great. We need, yes, yes, more of that, please. Unlike Barack Obama, which, you know, um, I voted for Obama twice, of course. But... Not of course, I guess if you didn't, whatever. But I was so disappointed in many of the things Obama did. He really tried to be, I don't know, he wasn't unapologetic, that's for sure. He, I, he was in a hard place, though, of course, being the first person with darker pigment in the presidency couldn't show anger he always i i do believe in his mind he thought that he could bridge the divide between the democrats and the republicans but here i go again without uh without apology why are we bridging a divide what divide between humanity and a bunch of succubuses doing nothing what are we bridging the divide this is why in this latest coronavirus, whatever, relief, everybody's 
crowing about it, but uh, except for the COVID, I mean, the uh, Cobra bullshit, but um, apparently they weren't allowing the right wingers to talk them out of doing more Republican crap that doesn't work. Because that's what Obama did in the recovery package during uh, uh, this is, I mean, during his um, presidency. And it goes to show you, this is why I'm like, yeah, of course, yet again, every time Republicans get their greedy fingers around the neck of power, they hand over a bowl of turds to the incoming administration. How many times has this happened? Not just, I mean, in my lifetime, the revolving door where Republicans are handed economy on the rise and they give back a smoldering ruin. It's not even an economy of the, on the rise, I should say. They're handed, well, it's, it's they're handed, I mean, all, all in all, when Obama's got us out of the near second Great Depression in 100 years, he wasn't an FDR, which he should have been. Be fa- the fact that he wasn't an FDR, that made Twitler possible. So here we are, and I'm really hoping that Joe Biden learned the lessons. It seems like he did in some some ways, and in other ways he does he doesn't. Didn't, doesn't, doesn't, who knows, whatever. Uh, but Obama, for example, went on the stump touting his support for unions, saying he was going to get his comfortable shoes on and join the picket line if need be. He was going to promote union leg- legislation, card check to make it easier to join a union. What did he do? Nothing. And when they came for unions, when in Wisconsin, Scott Walker and the Republicans dismantled and destroyed unions in that state, in Wisconsin, of all places, the symbolic birthplace of the labor movement, what did Obama do? Did he find his comfortable shoes? No, he didn't say a damn thing about it. And here we are. Another decade, near decade has gone by and the middle class is lower and lower on the ladder. That's what happened during Twitler's administration. The middle class sunk lower on the ladder. So that's mission accomplished for Republicans. Of course, it's the natural outcome of the policies the trickle-down, kiss-up, kick-down, serfs and lords policies. So, the here we go. Uh, the article goes on. After the retail, wholesale, and department store union filed an election petition last November, Amazon hired what are known as union avoidance consultants, members of a specialized industry whose employees tap to help discourage unions, wait, employers, excuse me. I'm, I'm sorry, Tara Jr.'s, Tara Jr. Jr. is here and he's knocking it up again. Hold on, let me show you. Junior, you see? 
It's hard to type when... And look at the shirt. Why are there stains on my shirt? Doesn't look like that in my real life. Eyes. That's not good. In my eyes, my shirt looks one color. What the hell? All right. Uh, I don't look like that in real life. I look better in life. Where are we? Where were we? All right, Junior, please take a hike, honey. I love you, but you sit here, okay? Sit here, honey. Oh, you're being mean. Do you see this cat? Wait. Come in. Sit. <laughs> He's being abusive. <clears throat> I feel like I'm in an abusive relationship with him. All right. Where was I? All right. No. All right. All right. All right. All right. After the retail, wholesale, and department store union filed an election petition, blah, 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 blah. Amazon hired union avoidance consultants, members of a specialized industry, whom employers tap to discourage unionization. The company has held what are known as captive audience meetings where workers are forced to listen to lectures about all the bad things that could come from organizing a union. Supervisors continue to stop by workstations to urge staff to vote no. And workers are on the receiving end of anti-union literature in the mail, on the internet, and even in the warehouse bathrooms. God. Amazon's campaign has drawn nation, national criticism from the Democratic from Democratic politicians, even prompted an unprecedented rebuke from President Joe Biden. That's good. Who delivered a speech last week condemning anti-union propaganda? Those who follow the labor movement know that Amazon is merely using a scaled-up version of corporate America's blueprint for fending off union drives. Bring in pricey lawyers and consultants, often paid thousands of dollars a day, to push the boundaries of what's legal under America's anemic labor laws. The tactics are so typical it's truly sad says Celine McNichols, general counsel at the Economic Policy Institute and a former special counsel at the National Labor Relations Board, the federal agency that oversees private sector unions, union elections. It's just, it isn't just Amazon. It's their, it's a standard playbook, McNichols explained. Employees, employers, excuse me, collectively spend hundreds of millions of dollars on outside firms because unions do improve workers' lives. These firms feed off that. Union avoidance specialists and the employers that hire them must disclose their arrangements to the Labor Department. The full picture of Amazon spending isn't expected to come to light until well after the election has ended, but two union avoidance consultants have already filed forms describing some of their work. One of them, Russell, Russell Brown of Florida, has filed a report noting that Amazon is paying his firm $3,200 a day for each consultant under contract. The form names two consultants in addition to Brown. So that's three freaking people in this one consulting firm being paid 
$3,200 a day each. Couldn't they just use that to pay their living wages to their employees who are there every day, who do the work, who deliver the stuff, who make the entire thing go round? Unless, what's his name? Jeff Bezos is doing all the deliveries himself. Unless he came up with the internet himself, which he didn't. That was government research and development. That was our tax dollars. Another consultant noted in separate disclosure form that his firm firm was holding meetings to discuss the realities of signing authorization cards, voting in the upcoming elections. Burke's, his name is David Burke, his forms did not specify a fee saying that the hours would be billed monthly with no cap. Amazon is also using the well-known and high-priced law firm of Morgan Lewis, which specializes in dealing with unions. The firm engineered Amazon's attempt to force in-person balloting during a pandemic. National labor relations officials ultimately rejected the company's arguments. You see what they're doing? Just what Republicans are doing on a smaller scale in some sense. But this is what they're doing. There is no reason why Amazon can't be a union shop. And it should be. Why? One effing bastard. If all of these companies... How much money does Jeff effing bastard Bezos need? It's it's abhorrent and disgusting. There are legal limits to what an employer can do. It is illegal under the National Labor Relations Act for employers to discipline workers for their support of a union, to threaten their jobs, to make promises if they agree not to unionize or to surveil them. But anti-union lawyers and consultants advise companies on how to walk right up to these lines. They also know the penalties for breaking the law are notoriously weak and recourse for workers can take years. And this is all a byproduct of the kiss up, kick down, money in politics, I got mine, sucks to be you, Kiss, I mean, kiss up, kick down nation that we live in. (sighs) Unbelievable. Where it's uh, a living wage. This used to be the American birthright, or at least that's what we thought. It's unconscionable why one human being needs a trillion dollars while his employee, the people who make the company as successful as it is, are living check to check They and can't save $400. 80% of the American people are living check to check. Why not make Amazon, if Amazon is so successful that its founder and CEO can be a trillionaire and go to Mars... Why can't that successful company be a unionized company, be a company that pays living wages? Because that works out better for all of us. Because those people 
who are being paid a living wage, they will spend that living wage in the economy and on and on it'll go. That's how the economy grows. It doesn't trickle down. But everybody knows that and they knew it at the time when they were peddling it. That's just how much they hate the American worker. They hate the American workers. So nobody hates the American worker more than Republicans. Then they less more than hating them, they don't respect them. Clearly, that's why they're doing everything they can to stop people from voting. So GOP senators represent here, here. Republicans haven't represented a majority of voters since 1996. I just got to look at the time here. Hold on. Oh, we got time. Oh, we got all the time in the world. No, we don't. We got some time. Just got to keep an eye on the time. All right, let's see. Let's just get to the to the meat of the matter, even though I hate that expression. This is from New Yorker Ed Kilgore writing about the minority party of the Republicans. Republican senators haven't represented a majority of the US population since 96 and haven't together won a majority of Senate votes since 98. Isn't that disgusting? So everything, this is what we say. They, even when they were in the majority, they represented fewer people and they received fewer votes. And this is fundamentally an undemocratic system. It's an undemocratic party. It's an undemocratic uh, nation functioning. We're essentially, we're not a functioning democracy. It's more aspirational. But to know that this minority greed-centered death cult have stuffed all of their sycophants as many as they could, especially on the Supreme Court, with all these abortion laws that the Republicans are are now overturning and trying to force into state legislatures so they can get them to the Supreme Court, like Mississippi and Alabama. This is what they're doing. Mississippi, who the hell do you, you or Alabama? You think this country, this whole country wants to be like Alabama? No, the people of Alabama want to get the hell out of there for the most part. If they come to New York, they go to California, they're like, I'm out. Not everybody, I realize that. But we know the tr- The fact is, we don't want to be like Alabama. You want to be like Alabama? Nobody said, hey, we didn't take an election. We didn't have an election. Say, hey, yo, you want to be like Alabama? No. In fact, we voted quite the opposite. In fact, we voted, we didn't vote for Twitler. More of us did not vote for the con man. Which is another reason why I wish, this is what I was saying before, that the Democrats listen to the show. But get this to them, if anybody has an in with any of these, any representative or senator, but tell them. Every time they get in front of a camera, first of all, what are they apologizing for? 
I heard Nina Turner on an interview somewhere saying that exactly what I wanted to hear. She was saying that we're we're right and they're wrong. That's the fact. There's no middle ground there. We're right. I mean, that's why they have to twist themselves into any contortion to appear like they're us. Like they have, they're doing, whatever they're doing is for the our better, for uh, they're being humane or they're, any of it. We're just looking out for the patriotism, for the American people. But the Democrats need to get up there. Every time they get in front of a camera, they need to remind the American people that the Republican Party is a less vote-getting minority representing death cult. And maybe they could leave out death cult if they want to if they're on corporate media, but they need to hammer it home. They don't represent the majority. And in fact, they are an illegitimate majority. Whenever they were in the majority, it's illegitimate. Their president didn't receive the most votes. Their Senate majority was despite receiving fewer votes. And their House majority was despite receiving fewer votes. It's, It's galling. And infuriating. And the Democrats, to hear these Republicans say things like, elections have consequences. Well, what kind of election is this? Where the loser gets to rule and to shove more of his sycophants into the body politic to create a deep state. A deep state of authoritarian, greed-centered, parasitic, parasitic death cultists really what do you think Amy Coney Barrett is and Neil Gorsuch and Kavanaugh because if they had any integrity all of them they would have recused themselves sorry I don't want any part of the scam you're running Mitch McConnell but they have no morals they have no integrity they don't have any honor that's another thing the democrats need if they get in front of a camera the supreme court the republican supreme court you whenever they bring up amy coney barrett or gorsuch or kavanaugh they're illegitimate these illegitimate supreme court justices that are only on the bench because mitch mcconnell corrupted democracy a, a, a so-called majority in who receive fewer votes. Nobody wants what they're peddling. We don't want to look like Alabama. I'm sorry. We don't. And I'm not sorry, but I'm just saying. We don't want to look like Alabama. Nobody says, let me go see Alabama before I die. Unreal. <clears throat> Stephen Wolf observed in his write-up, five Supreme Court justices and many more lower court judges were confirmed by Senates where the GOP majority was elected with less popular support than Democrats. Those right-wing hardliners are now poised to use their control over the court to attack voting rights and preserve Republican 
gerrymanders while striking down progressive policies. Is this ridiculous or what? The same minority rule has also paved the way for massive tax cuts for the rich under George W. Bush and Donald Trump that have facilitated an explosion in income inequality. Thanks to the filibuster, of course, on many key measures, 43.5% of voters represented by a Republican minority in the Senate have as much clout as 44.7% represented by a Republican majority when the GOP won a trifecta four years ago. That's why Democrats are trying to cram as much legislation as they can into budget reconciliation bill that cannot be filibustered and why the parliamentarians ruling on the scope of that bill is such a big deal. And we know how that played out. Understanding the realities of our constitutional system means recognizing injustices. It's injustices too, along with injustices like the filibuster, which cannot be attributed to the founders. So, um, it's, it's done. We got to get rid of it. And before Joe Biden leaves office or whatever, we have to, there are many things we have to do. Pushing universal health care, universal higher education, all of the things we say on this show, supporting Democrats, normal people to get up and unapologetically promote progressive policies and point out how the Republican Party is a minority party. We're, uh, who are, really, they're, they're a danger to this country. And if you weren't paying attention on January 6th, let's remind you, the Republican Party, well, let's, here, here's uh, Ron Johnson, you probably heard, Ron Johnson is, uh, he's really another one of these Republican freaks. He's coming up with a lot of doozies lately. Let me see. For some reason, I'm getting a beach ball on the computer. Great. Why am I, why is it doing that? Mm, I'm mad. It's not working. I wonder if I... Let me try this. Hold on. La-da-dee, la-la-la. Let's see if it works. Beep-bop. Otherwise, I wanted to play Ron Johnson's... I could read it, I guess. Saying he's afraid of the Black Lives Matter. Oh, here we go. Also criticized because I've made the comment that on January 6th, I never felt threatened. Because I didn't, and mainly because I knew that even though those thousands of people that there were uh, marching to the Capitol yeah. were trying to pressure people like me to vote the way they wanted me to vote, I knew those are people I, that love this country, that really? uh, truly respect law enforcement, would never do anything to, to break a law. So I wasn't concerned. Now, had the tables been turned, Joe, this could get me in trouble. Had oh, the tables yeah. been turned and President Trump won the election, and those were tens of thousands of Black Lives Matter and Antifa protesters, I might have been a little concerned. Wow. It's a a big statement, but you know, it's a true statement. We see the the recent history. Yeah, it's a big statement, but it's a true statement. Antifa? 
I'm still asking, where? Where's their local meetings? I can't even find a newsletter. How do I know when to show up? Where's my dues? Who's the leader? Or Black Lives Matter. That's why the Republicans have to denigrate Black Lives Matter. It's sort of like how they attack unions, how Amazon and Bezos and any of these corporate bastards attack unions because they know it works. It's too much for them to, they can't, there's never enough. You see, a trillion dollars is not enough, you see. He needs more. His, his, the people who work for him can't earn a goddamn living way. They could never retire, but Bezos needs a trillion damn dollars, you see. And Ron Johnson and the rest of these filthy fascists, they must tickle the fissures of disunity, like Henry Wallace talked about. This is fascism. And Black Lives Matter, you can't afford to have the Republican, the, the, the asshole Trump and Z Republican base, the moron Republican base, uh, you can't afford to have them thinking Black Lives Matter or All Lives Matter. I mean, they're so ridiculous, All Lives Matter. I wish... If all lives mattered, we wouldn't have to say black lives matter, but whatever. I know that's way above their heads. But Ron Johnson, he wants the American people, just like the rest of the fascists in his party, to be afraid of shit that doesn't exist. No, it wasn't black lives matter attacking the Capitol, and if it was, the National Guard would have been there lickety-split, and they'd still be wiping up the blood. Oh, that's for sure. Instead of a bunch of white cretins taking a crap in the... I mean, it's so disgusting, these freaks. Well, you want to know, they they love the American people. What did he say? Oh, they love America. That's right. They don't love America. They're confused by America. That's it. They're confused by it. It's out of their head. It's way above their heads. A nation, a democratic republic, and a constitutionally limited democratic republic founded in the, uh, in the inspiration of the liberal age of enlightenment. Yes, we know the founders are hypocrites, misogynists, racists. Yes, but the... The closer we get to actualizing the the aspirations in the founding documents, that's when they freak out. Republicans could only accept democracy if they can pick who votes in that democracy. That's everything that's going on here. So all of their bullshit, all of their voter suppression... It's proving, it's a case in point. Even they're going after abortion, uh, uh, you know, pro, it's not pro-choice, it's pro-privacy. As Mike Malloy always says, it's true. Roe v. Wade was decided on privacy. Do you have the right to your privacy in your doctor's office without some big, filthy Ron Johnson Republican nose 
sticking in there saying, hey, girl, what you doing? Right? They won't give you the goddamn anything. They don't give you a decent society in which to raise a child. Of course, once you're born, you're on your own, sucker. But they want you to be born. But they don't care who's born, whatever, who dies, what woman this, woman that, who? They don't even care. Because the whole point is to destroy democracy, entrench an oligarchy. Haven't we been paying attention the last four years? This is what it's about. So they're passing laws on voter suppression, anti-abortion, because that's the the red meat for the base. They don't give a shit about abortion. If if they got the same bang for the buck uh, in the other way for being pro-choice and pro-privacy, they would do it. They just know that they need to activate the dupes who don't who I don't know what. They don't care. Twitler goes off and pays porn stars in installments and I'm sure he's I don't know the whole story I know he there's a story about him paying for an abortion but of course they're hypocrites all of them all these pro-life republicans uh, things come out about them paying or forcing or or, uh, pressuring their mistresses to have abortions all of the pro-life pro they just love life in the family Everything is full of shit, but it's all to concentrate wealth at the top. That's it. And destroy democracy. And then the other thing they're doing is, like we were talking about earlier and in the other show, they're passing bills against transgendered human beings, our transgendered brothers and sisters and everything in the between. This is what they're doing. They're uh, in Mississippi. They passed an anti-trans bill that has been uh, called a, uh, a, a so-called solution in search of a problem because nobody there has... Tr- there's no trans... And they passed a bill against trans athletes, but there hasn't been a trans athlete a- a- in Mississippi. God help them. If there are, they better get the hell out of there and come... Go to some normal state. But this is what they do. It's like when it reminded me of when, well, of course, during Bush, George W. Bush or whatever, as they were, the Republicans waste everybody's time. They pretend that they're doing work while they're in the gears destroying democracy, like little, little, what are they, gremlins, but they would pass laws against Sharia law. Remember that? Anti-Sharia law bills in in Mississippi. Let me see. Law. M-I-S-S-I-S-S-I-P-P-I. Yeah, here we go. Right here. 2016. Mississippi Sharia law bill. Why I oppose the Mississippi Sharia law. I intensely follow the journey of House Bill 
1523 through the Mississippi legislature, blah, blah, blah. This is somebody writing in 2016. When, when did Miss, when did Mississippi need a law against Sharia law that doesn't exist? Cause this is what Republicans do. Don't be fooled. Yes, yes, yes. My name is Tara Devlin. Thanks for hanging out. This is real unapologetic liberal talk. Remember, we're on the right side of history. We're on the right side of decency, dignity, and democracy, and we will win. Because of that, we will. We stick together, we win. Remember to call your representatives and tell them that. Universal Healthcare, everybody in, nobody out. That's the only American way. My name is Tara Devlin. I'll see you soon. Boom. All right. Guys, 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 guys. I'm not going to do a late show. We're going to hang it up tonight. We have more stuff to do. We always do. Maybe we'll have a show Monday. Let's hope. If somebody becomes a patron, that might help. Um, But we have to remember tonight, got to roll the clocks forward. You lose an hour of sleep tonight. So I need to prep this show for Progressive Voices and I need to go to sleep because it's already, according to Daylight Savings Time, it's almost midnight. All right, guys. I want to thank you all again for hanging out. You make me want to get out of bed in the morning. Sometimes it's hard and I think of you guys. I'm not kidding. And thank you. Yes, Stephen Lee, bring Tom Hartman on. I... I was thinking of uh, contacting him and asking him to come back on the show for another conversation. That might be a... Eh, I won't promise, but it's always, it's up to him. So, yeah. Well, maybe he will. Maybe he will. That would be nice, won't it? Where's my cat? Look at Ray. He's right behind you. Ray Ray, how are you, honey? You see? Let me see, Ray. Damn it. Oh, I know you were so comfortable. You look so comfortable. Say hello. Who's this? Are you Ray Ray? He's expressive, but only on his own terms. Right, honey? He goes, he's groggy. Are you groggy, little one? Little puma? All right, guys, guys, guys. Remember what I say. We will win. And we will. Become a patron at patreon.com slash Tara Devlin. Share the show with your friends. Join us on Discord. Join the Discord community. There should be a link in the description. I'll make sure it's updated. And that's it. Tell your friends. Tell other liberal talk show hosts about us. Tell them about Ray Ray. Look how big he got. He used to be a kitten living on the streets. He's still a little, he's like a little um, food thief. 
I had a salad. I made. He eats anything. That comes from him living on the street, I'm sure. I had a salad. I was making a salad, and he ran and grabbed some lettuce and ran. I ordered some Chinese food, and then he grabbed a string bean and ran. <laughs> You're not, you don't eat vegetables, honey, but I guess when you're living on the street, you eat whatever. That's probably what he learned. But he's always... I'm trying to get him uh, used to the fact that he doesn't have to suffer or struggle anymore. That makes one of us. All right, guys, 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 guys. My name is Tara Devlin. You know it. Thanks for hanging out. And I'll see you <laughs> very soon.